Hello, beautiful humans, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Spilling the Tea on Leadership. I'm your friend who thinks they're a better dancer than they actually are, Jack Hesser. I'm Guillermo, and I'm your friend who always has a pop culture reference ready. For any first-time listeners, Spilling the Tea on Leadership is a podcast that talks about what does it mean to be a leader and people's different experiences centering queer voices. So it is so great to have you here on the podcast, Guillermo, and um, for all of our friends listening, Guillermo and I met at Ball State when he was a graduate student, and um, since then, you've gone to work at University of Houston, right? Yeah, Michigan yeah. State, and then now SIGAP. Yeah. Okay. I was nervous. <laughs> I, got, I got like half that from, from LinkedIn. I was like going to like making sure I was correct. Love it. Um, so before we go any further, I like to start things off with a little bit of an icebreaker. Because you and I met through student life and through Greek life specifically, I want to know if you had to create your own, it doesn't have to be secret society, but if you had to create your own like society on a college campus, what would be the three, four or five values, right? That guided the people in that society. Yeah, that's super fun just because, you know, looking back at that, seeing what we can do to do some fun stuff on campus, the three values would definitely be number one would be creativity because that is going to get something where it gets people thinking, doing things in a different way. Because I think when you're when you're a young person in college, you think you have to follow this certain path that everyone else is. And that's just really not the way to do it. <laughs> and I wish someone would have told me that earlier. Number two would be fun, because we take life way too seriously. And if I've learned anything these last couple of years, it goes by way too fast. And we cannot be so serious all the time. So we need to have a little fun and actually add some more fun on top of that. And then number three would definitely be um, just that excitement and that feeling that you get with other people, because like I said, this is all way too short. So if we can do anything to make each other smile, think creatively, have fun, it's going to bring excitement. I love that creativity, fun, and excitement. I'd join. That's a, that's a right. pitch for <laughs> I would I would definitely, I'd be a part of that group. Um, <laughs> I did a, a very brief like overview of your journey since we first met, uh, but, 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 but before we dive into this month's topic, one of the things that I noticed when I was creeping through your LinkedIn page was Leadership Academy Dean. What is that? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a member of Phi Kappa Top Fraternity, and I'm actually the dean of our leadership Academy, which is a leadership program that we put on yearly, you know, used to be in person. We'll see how it goes this year. But we bring brothers from all over the country and bring outside facilitators. And we have different sessions in three parts of the country. We've done uh, Colorado, California, and then Ohio, which is what we were founded at Miami University. And we talk about leadership, we go through different activities, and we really help young men really prepare for their college experience and beyond with different topics that include, you know, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, what would happen if scenario in terms of risk management. And then honestly, a lot of the learning is when they are not in those sessions and when they get to talk to other people from around the country and just really get to be vulnerable. That is how, that has got to be my favorite part of that. And you just get to see those relationships develop and flourish throughout the years. So I've been in that role since about 2015, working with our leadership programming and as a volunteer. So you're saying, so the college students that come, so is it just like a singular conference? Is it like a continuous learning? What, what, what does that experience look like for the students? 
Yeah, it's three different sessions, but you only go to that one and they're just they're tailored to different parts of the country to get more of an attendance there. And then from there, they're, um, they have that about four day long session. And I love that you said that continuous learning part because it's like, oh, I've, I'm, an, I'm a leadership academy alum from Phi Campus Hall. Oh, you've been too? It gets those conversations going and that trail of, oh, you've done that as well. Here's what I've learned or here how, here's how this experience has really been beneficial to me in my life, college and beyond. I like that, especially that, that networking connection that yes. you connection piece because like that's half of like what leadership is it's just relationships and people surrounding there, yourself people who are going to challenge you and who are going to help you navigate because everyone does that whether or not they've been to a leadership academy or not like right everyone does that you surround yourself with the people right who are going to challenge you who you can challenge and you feel comfortable challenging and then you know even if it's just your friend group right like having those conversations in your friend group those are what makes you you know a better person so I love that and a better leader yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's dive in. This month, I wanted to talk about something that I know you're going to really like. We're talking about authenticity. Yes. So you're probably wondering why that crazy sound effect. I'm going to be honest, Guillermo, I think this is a super loaded term. I think when people throw out authenticity, I think it's almost always weaponized. <laughs> I, I have a lot of feelings about this, but I first just want to know <laughs> For you, what does it look like for you, Guillermo, to be authentic in your work? And see, I love how you had to say, like, you had to very, you pointed and said, like, Guillermo, for you, what does this mean? Because this to be a very loaded term. And that's what I go back to you, what we talked about earlier in your icebreaker. And I said, you know, we take ourselves too seriously and we have to answer for ourselves and like really mean it because this is me speaking for myself. Um, but for me to be authentic is just living in your truth every single day, you know, tying back to the name of the podcast that we're doing here and just, you know, knowing that that's going to be your best that you did that day. And being authentic means that it can be scary. Um, but once you live in your full truth, you, you can't go back. And there's so much power in that. I think one thing that can be tricky is when you are navigating spaces, especially as um, whether you're in a formal leadership role or whether you're a part of a team is trying to figure out if like, if other people are feeling comfortable, right? Like being and bringing them full selves to any conversation you're having. Cause if that's not happening, then that's going to affect, right? Either your ability to lead or your ability to follow, right? If it's the person above you who you feel like is not being authentic, what are some of maybe the red flags or things that might make you question if others or even your friends aren't feeling comfortable being authentic in the workplace? Yeah red flags that I see if people aren't being authentic in the workplace is they're just they're not giving it their all and by all I mean like whether that be you know a positive attitude going forward with what they need to get done I know that we all have tough days but you know if it's continuous and like people if if they act like they don't want to be somewhere that really bogs me down work-wise or in a team-wise because it's like hey we have a mission or we have something that that we have to accomplish so when I see like that lack of excitement to be there. Sometimes you, I get it, you have to fake it till you make it. But like, if you just can't really move forward, it's like, how am I supposed to follow or how am I supposed to be someone who is looking to your leadership to, to get us to the next level or to the next chapter? And I definitely, I know I'm someone who, who wants more and wants to, to, to get more out of life. So that's definitely a red, a red flag there. Um, another one would, would be 
it, it can't be all about work with everything that we do. So, you know, how comfortable are you sharing a little bit more about yourself and your life? You know, if you feel comfortable not sharing anything at all, I get that. But leadership a lot is about relationship building and maintaining. So when I get to know more about you as a person, it gets me to buy in more into who you are as a person. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I want to be there for this person and work with them or be in partnership. And my last red flag would definitely be just someone who, um, if they're not being authentic, I, I can just see it because like the communication isn't there. And whether that be, you know, emails that aren't being getting back to, or just like that, that way of communication, that's not like two way, like it's got to go both ways. So I think authenticity is something that's hard. And people have to pick what they want to want want to do with that, how they want to present themselves, either in a workspace or in a volunteer space when it comes to leadership. So the last two, especially, I think that they speak a lot to like what people's actions are. Um, the first one, though, I'm I am curious a little bit here because so you said excitement, right? Like if someone's not excited for what they're doing, but I guess like to your second point, if someone's like life doesn't revolve around their work, is it inauthentic of them to be like, yeah, like this isn't you know this quarterly reports, like not the thing that drives me. So like, no, I'm not super excited about this. Like I, I sometimes struggle when I say authenticity is like this loaded term, right? Because I think sometimes we use it against people when it's like, look, work shouldn't be your whole existence. And so just because, you know, you're not super pumped or maybe there's like a few weeks where you're like, ugh, like I'm struggling through this. Why is the expectation fake it till you make it right like why is that if if we really want people to actually be authentic in the workplace if we don't want it we don't want people to be authentic then like then let's say it but if if we want people to be authentic then I think workplaces in general have to be better about actually creating a space for that and actually like creating a dynamic that allows for people to be able to be like yeah I'm not super excited this I'm gonna get it done right because like you know I'm getting this paycheck xyz but that doesn't mean i i don't want to project like this false excitement positivity for a project or something that someone might not be excited about absolutely and i definitely get that for me attitude means so much so if there's not an attitude of hey at least you know i want to be here that seeps to the rest of the team and that's something that I've seen throughout the years. And I definitely understand what you said when it comes to, you know, why do we have to fake it till we make it? But how we act in these different situations goes on to the rest of the group. So it's like, how do we look at ourselves for other people to make this the best for everyone else that we can if we're able to? No, for sure. And I, I mean, I think literally, I think to this past year, so um, I'm a teacher and I'm a, a team leader, which means that I work with a group of teachers who have a shared caseload of students right so like there's 150 kids and like they have me for science they have um, another teacher for social studies math right and so then I'm our our team lead and um one thing that's been challenging like this has been a really hard school year <laughs> and so there have been a lot of moments where the teachers on my team are like struggling and are not wanting to do certain things because like we're exhausted and so many extra things are piled on and I think what's helped me is I used to take if a teacher on my team didn't want to do something I took it as like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing wrong as the leader, right? Because I, I think the exact same way as you, Guillermo, right? I'm like, okay, if leadership is about relationships and I have a good relationship with this person and we know this thing has to get done, right? Like 
in in my mind previously I was like oh that should be enough right so like why is this person not excited to do this but it's like this past well really whole year for me was a lot of okay I do have a good relationship with this person we are invested in the same thing it's okay that they're not excited for this thing that they're going to do right now but it's okay because we have this relationship right like we have this relationship and I know this person well enough and they trust me to know that like yeah there's going to be better things after this whatever project, whatever this like, you know, survey or something that has to be created. Like, and I think that that is a really important piece of knowing, okay, I don't need you to like fake be excited for this, this thing. But if we trust each other and we have a good enough relationship, then I want you to be authentic because also that now tells me like, right. If they are like, I'm not excited for this. Cause I'm really like stressed and struggling, blah, blah, blah. That helps me better lead them and better navigate when I've got other projects that are coming up, how I can like distribute um, the workload and what things I might just need to take on because like that week before winter break my team was out like they were released and so I was like you know what this is not the week to delegate all this stuff out like I'm gonna take ownership of this stuff this week because like that's what my team needs right now because winter break is next week and like this this needs to be a different workflow for this week right and that's it's just like that meme that was going around like this email can wait till 2022 and that's so real with it because I don't know if before the pandemic, we could have all said, you know, I'm just not into this or I don't want to do this. And now we're giving each other more grace with that because we need it. Yeah. And I, I think that I, I don't know, that's the, that's the secret win of the pandemic, right? Because I do think in general, people are more comfortable vocalizing and advocating for what they are and are not okay with or comfortable with in spaces and like that's a win on some level for sure um so i one of the things that i think is really cool about you is that you do a lot of things on social media um i was just checking out your year in review the other day <laughs> unreal yeah and i love seeing you do all those creative things and projects i know that sometimes for myself social media is a really daunting place because there is this like culture of comparison how do you navigate being a content creator and still being sure that you are authentic and right like and that you're bringing your authentic self to spaces and not just something for somebody else that's honestly such a great question because i was not looking to work in social media full-time or at all like i dove into social media in 2020 when i was super bored and I said, let me get my ideas out there and still create community because it's so hard to still connect with people. And for me, social media is about two things. It's about community and it's about conversation. So how do we drive that information into what we're putting out there? So I used to be a Greek advisor on a campus. And then, like I said, I was super bored. So I put all my time into social media and having fun with it. Then the company that I'm, that I'm with now, they saw that and they said, hey, we need you to work for us and to be our digital media director. And I go, what are you talking about? That is absolutely crazy. Let's do it. Hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life has been this year professionally and how I stick authentic, how I, I remind myself that I wasn't doing this to just get it done. I was doing this for fun. And I was, I've been able to connect with people all over the country through social media, you know, ever since my MySpace days back in the day, up until no now. Bad. And yeah, right. And it's, and it's been that really piece of 
being authentic and being real. And I'm not always just going to show you the best stuff in my social media. You know, yeah, we put our highlights on our grid or what we're doing there. But at the same time, I want to connect with my friends and I know I have them, you know, all over the country. I want to see how they're doing. You know, I want them, I want to share memes that aren't always so positive and could be a little dark, dark humor, but I think that's absolutely hilarious. One of my, <laughs> okay, yeah, I have to say this. So this yeah. is, not, I have not seen you do these posts, but one of my <laughs> things to see though, from content creators or just like influencers is I'll see someone post something and it'll be still an incredible picture, right? Just something. And they'll be like, not all days are great, you know? And they'll talk about like, today I ran out of gas or they'll like, they'll talk about like something that, that, that does happen to everyone. It is an inconvenience. It's not great. And I think that like, I, it frustrates me when I see that like, like it's almost like, ah, I don't want this to be my buzzword, but like weaponizing vulnerability, right? Like using, trying to intentionally use vulnerability as a way to um, capture, create more engagement. And I think that's where like, again, when I started this off and said, I think authenticity can be like this really loaded term because are, well, are they being authentic? Yeah, they're sharing this like vulnerable experience, but like it, you can never truly know intentions. And so um, not to go like super meta, but like, and if you, so if you don't, yeah. you can never truly know intentions, then how do you ever really know if it's authentic, right? Because someone right. could come across super inauthentic. Someone could come across super inauthentic but maybe that is genuinely like 100% them, their heart on the table. And like, that's just who they are. And that's in the eye of the beholder. And that's where I go on one of my favorite terms when it comes to just social media, which is an unfollow spree. I'm here to create community and relationships with the people that are, I already know or the people that I know are being real with me. So if, if you're following someone that doesn't like spark that for you inside, unfollow because like I said earlier this is all way too short to be taking it too seriously put yourself out there the way that you want and if you don't I think that's a really great way to do it as well because you talked about you asked me about comparison and what that looks like yeah life is already hard enough I don't need to put all this pressure on me and saying oh my gosh this is going super well for this person oh no that's not me and it's like you're right that's not you and that's okay like we should be cheerleading each other and saying, hey, they're doing some really good stuff out there right now. But like I said, if people aren't inspiring you or want to making, making you feel good or feel better, just unfollow. We got it. We got to get it going. Yeah, I think one thing I, um, I don't, I don't know if this is your experience as well as a queer man, but like a lot of the people who I thought like my friends, right, that I follow, um, a lot of times like the content that they like will also appear right on my feed, especially on Twitter. And so sometimes sort of inadvertently, I find myself staring at posts from people that I'm just like, oh my God, am I a troll person? Am I like, <laughs> I feel like I have been doing a lot to improve my health, but I look at some of these photos and I go, oh, so I am not of the same species as some of these people. And I think it's really <laughs> hard not to compare, even if you didn't set that yeah. though, because you suddenly you right. see content. And it's always in your face. And that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to follow for what to me does not look like a realistic lifestyle, because that's not going to be healthy for my mind, because I'm trying to get, you know, my mental health and my body correct. And for me and what that looks like and not doing it for anyone else. You know what? So when I talk about my fitness journey or my mental health journey, I'm not here to, to compare it to other people. 
And if I want to do that, I go like super, super high level. And that's like the celebrities that I follow. And I'm just like, that's never going to be me. So you go do your thing, whomever. And I'm going to like your posts. Like that's going to be way more exciting. I appreciate you saying that. I think it's something that I, I struggle with. Something I'm trying to be better at in 2022 is not comparing myself as much because man it's a challenge and lots of people not that's that's not unique or singular to like the queer male experience at all um but at least on on gay twitter it is a challenge to avoid it's a landmine to avoid the the comparison and oh my gosh (laughs) no it completely is and then you know even on instagram or on any social media platform i'm like I just laugh, go to myself and say, this has been filtered a hundred times. It's a great filter and it looks amazing. There's so much behind every person and it's not just going to be how they look or, or what they say. There's so much more behind it. Well, and I think to really reel us back in my, I got us on a big tangent there, but to reel us back into authenticity, sometimes though, I wonder, I, so I have um, a friend of mine from that I knew all the way back. They didn't go to my high school. Like I knew them all the way back from high school and they're like, crushing it on the social media and they're incredible and I'm like a huge fan of all their stuff and I like know their posts and like I know that's their voice right like I know that's them being 100% authentic but then because of that then I sometimes wonder when I see some of these other like models I'm like well maybe this is 100% who they are like this is like even though my initial reactions are sometimes to think the opposite and sometimes to think like oh like this is baiting right like this is like we're just trying to get more followers but I think it is so challenging because if you don't know the person, if you don't know the the human, then you don't actually know if that's them being authentic or inauthentic. Yeah, exactly right. Like like you said, the audience is going to connect with what they believe to be authentic and what that looks like. You know, I was at the other week. I was at um, Christmas lights downtown by here. I had a random stranger come up to me and say hey, I just wanted to let you know that I love your posts on Instagram and I love what you're putting out there. And I literally went up to this person to ask them if they could take a picture of my family and I. So that was just like such a little cool connection, but you never know what you're putting out there and what that can mean to people. And I know I'm being real with what I'm putting out there and that's my authentic self. Yeah, I spent way too much time not being myself growing up that I can't go back. So that what you see is what you get and what you hear. I think one of the components of like who I am as a leader that I think is really important is like, I want to make sure that the people on my team like are able to be authentic, right? And like bring exactly who they are to the place, regardless of their mood, regardless of like what's going on. Like I want them to bring 100% who they are. Having said that, I think about myself and for a long time, even when I was in leadership roles where I was still in the closet and I still like wasn't like fully comfortable out in, in spaces. And on the one hand, I think I was able to like accomplish things and I don't think that I was a quote unquote, like bad leader. But I also think about how much better I could have been if I truly had like brought my full self. And so I think it is wild because especially within the queer community, like so many people spend so much time and a lot of times people at their workplace still in the closet, right? And so that is an immense challenge to try to be able to lead or even to participate in leadership, right? Like if you're on a team, if you are not able or you don't feel comfortable bringing your whole self to those spaces. And I think that's a a huge challenge that we face. No, and I completely agree because there's been, there's some jobs or some fields where it's really emotionless. So you can just 
in my opinion, robotically go through it. And just that that is what it is. And I think people are looking to make more of that connection and relationship if you're in more of those types of fields. This is actually a really great segue into my trivia question. Trivia! So I like to sort of round out the Spill the Tea on Leadership experience with a trivia question. So get ready for this. There may or may not be a prize if you get this correct. Oh my gosh. But I'm also on a budget, so I'm like, let's calm down. (laughs) (laughs) According to a 2021 study by Simmons University, Guillermo, what percentage of people do not feel like they are able to be authentic in the workplace? Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this answer because I have no idea, but I'm definitely going to guess. I'm going to give you a plus or minus. Just I'll give you like a plus or minus. um, Okay. uh, Let's do four, plus or minus four percentage, either side. Okay, so how many people do not believe? I would say uh, 44%. Wow, you really think everybody hates where they work. Um, (laughs) No, so actually, then you'll be pleasantly surprised. It is 29%. According to this study from last year at Simmons University, 29% of people did not feel like they were able to be authentic in any place in their work. And I think in some ways, 29%, that's still a third, essentially, almost a third of the company. And it's also, I think was super alarming when I was reading through this. That means that like in no aspect of their work. So like minus them talking to their friend. This also means that like in no space, like they don't have a team even. So if they're on like four different teams, none of those teams, do they feel comfortable bringing their authentic? And like, that's like wild to me. That's crazy. Almost a third. Still a high number. That's pretty, yeah pretty wild. Okay. Well, hey, Guillermo, thank you so much for joining me here on Spilling the Tea on Leadership. You can stay connected with Guillermo on his social media, Twitter and Instagram at Guillermo XF. So G-U-I-L-L-E-R-M-O-X-F, as well as his other Instagram fraternity social media. Uh, Guillermo, what is part of your leadership journey that you are excited for in 2022? In 2022, I am going to stop being scared. I'm going to live up to my potential. And I see that more every single, single year. This is just the beginning for me. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, love that. Uh, stay connected with uh, Guillermo, y'all. Okay, seriously, content's awesome. Uh, and feel free to follow me on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at Jack McHare, as well as my part-time co-host and full-time husband, Derek Savakesser at dsavster on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us and make good life choices.